There's a girl in the South Tower, reported Jaundice, the witch's marmalade cat. The same one as almost got in last year. Well, go and bite her or something, said the witch. She was busy stirring a huge bronze cauldron. She had twelve co-workers coming for lunch and was mixing up a batch of jelly that had to be poured into an architectural mold and put in the ice cave before eleven. Can't, purred Jaundice. She's in the top chamber. What? How did she get up there? I spelled the lower doors shut. She's grown her hair, said Jaundice, as if this explained everything, and started licking her paws. The witch stopped stirring the jelly, ignoring the sudden series of pops as several frogs jumped free. How does that relate to her getting into the top chamber of the South Tower, pray tell? asked the witch sternly. Jaundice, like all witches' cats, prided herself on her independence and liked to tease her mistress. The witch didn't usually mind, but she was feeling flustered. The last thing she needed was a girl trespassing on the premises, particularly a repeat offender. She's grown her hair very long, said the cat. She paused to lick her paws once more till the witch lifted her ladle and started dripping jelly mixture toward her familiar. And braided it into a rope, with a grappling hook woven into the end, continued Jaundice, leaping to the witch's favorite chair, ensuring her safety from dripping jelly. She climbed up the south tower using her own hair as a rope? asked the witch. How very enterprising. I suppose I'll have to take care of the matter myself, then. It shouldn't be my job, anyway, said Jaundice. Mice, rats, goblins, and intruders no taller than four feet. That's my province. Not great, tall, galumphing maidens with ten ells of yellow hair woven into a horser. She's a sight too handy with that hook as well. You want to be careful. I am a witch, said the witch. She carefully put the ladle aside and began to undo her A Cook's Kitchen is Her Castle apron. Jaundice muttered something inaudible, and her whiskers twitched. What was that? asked the witch sharply. Nothing, said Jaundice. Just remember I told you about the grappling hook. The witch nodded thoughtfully, and instead of taking up the traditional pointy hat she'd got out for the luncheon, she put on her bicycle helmet and, for good measure, added the leather apron she wore when silversmithing. Last but not least, she went to the broom closet and, after briefly considering several of her favorites, took out Minalka, a sturdy Eastern European besom with a rough-stained ash handle and a thick sweep of bundled birch sticks. You can call up everyone and tell them lunch is off said the witch as she greased the broomstick with flying ointment. But I want to see what you do to Rapunzel, complained Jaundice. Rapunzel, said the witch. She shook her head, the rat bones woven into her three pigtails clattering on her shoulders. I knew she had a stupid name. But stupid name or not, you know I can't do anything to her, since she's already inside. Not without upsetting the accord. I'll just ask her nicely to leave, that's all. You get on with those calls, Jenny. Don't call me Jenny, spat the cat. 
her back arching in agitation. My name is Jaundice. I'm the evil servant of a wicked witch. You aren't even yellow, pointed out the witch. You're orange. And I saw you put that mouseling back in its nest yesterday. Call that evil. I was full, said Jenny. But her heart wasn't in it. She let her back smooth out and jumped over to the telephone, batting off the receiver with a practiced paw. And I've never been wicked, said the witch firmly. Least, not by my measure. Just independent-minded. Wickedness depends on where you're standing, doesn't it? Said Jenny. She thrust out a single claw and started pushing phone buttons. Want me to call Rapunzel's parents after I've done the coven?